Hey, you there, listener. It's Monday. It's morning. Hey, it's it's me. It's Macabre. Uh, we're the two guys in the alley that, that sell you scary stories. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> Kids want to buy some Macabre. You guys, you guys looking for some spooky stories? I got a got a jean jacket full of them, my dudes. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the podcast where we talk about uh, anything dark and spooky with uh, scones, who is over there. Hey, hey, over here, it's me. <laughs> Uh, and Darcy, who is right here talking in your ear holes right now. Uh, welcome to another week, January 11th, 2021. Pretty, pretty exciting day. What do you think, guys? Overcast clouds. Take that right. Take your next right. You're going to miss it. Oh, okay. All right. Let's make sure to use the blinker next time. I'm in just going to direct you in your cars. miles. <laughs> Bear left. Yeah. <laughs> just a bear runs out of the woods. Turn right now. <laughs> Black bear. Brown bear, grizzly. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Oh, I see a scone bear talking to me. Hey, hey, hey guys. All right, quick, uh, quick, quick Monday morning macabre update for you guys that I, I have to I have to tell you guys a little story real quick. And now, incoming breaking news on the Monday morning macabre <laughs> update. <laughs> so, Christmas Zoom call, right? A classic 2020 tradition. <laughs> So my brother, he listens to the podcast. Brother out there, you know who you are. You know what you've done. <laughs> brother man, Bill. And he starts telling my parents, hey, hey, mom and mom and mom and dad, Dars, uh, your son does does this podcast and starts telling them all about it. Getting them, just getting them hyped up. Just really, just really hyping them up. Just like, boy, gee, did they really talk about the BTK killer in a and way. I, and I'm just like, internally... Having a meltdown, baby. Baby. So a couple days go by after Christmas. All all is all is good in the world. And I get a I get a little textaroni from from my mom that's that says, Hi honey, listen to your podcast. So I read those words and was I was just like fudge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As you can imagine, uh <laughs> Sling and Dingers is pissed about the NDA we signed. Sling and Dingers, <laughs> we signed NDAs up and down the East Coast to get this content, and no one else is supposed to know except for you, the listener. You. And it says, hey, honey, listen to your podcast. I'm sweating internally. Uh, interesting is what she wrote, which is the mom and dad way of going, didn't like it, but you're my son. <laughs> so, <laughs> wrote, Interesting. And I'm just like, oh boy, because if there's one thing I, you know, you don't want your parents listening to you talk about just like horrific murders, death, uh, violence, and like, then at the same time being like, you want to suck down chili dogs later, Scott? Like, to be fair, I do. Good, <laughs> that's a good point. It's not a great look for, for anybody, especially if you're, if it's, if it's your own, your own child. So fairly mortified. Uh, how now, now, so at that point I'm like, oh boy, few, few more days go by days of our lives. And, uh, I got a package in the mail. All right. And I open up the package and there is a letter inside. It's from episode two letters. No, it's, uh, it's <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a twist. Uh, that we crazy. have your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the letter reads, dear, dear Dars. Doesn't say Dars, but dear Dars, <laughs> I hope you find these books helpful with some ideas for Monday morning macabre. 
anyway, I am so proud of you. I applaud you and Scones for creating this. Hey, shout out to me. <laughs> Dad and I are signing up as Patreons. Yeah, and then parenthetically, she writes, 666, very clever. <laughs> then goes on to say, probably won't listen to extra podcasts, but want to support you. You must be creating a lot of content. So I think Sling and Dingers have kidnapped my parents and wrote a note to make it sound like they're still alive. <laughs> Is my guess. <laughs> we signed up for Patreon. It was great. Everyone else should do that. <laughs> Where did you get your merchandise? Question mark. And then it says, "We love you so much." XOXO. And then, P.S. Good luck explaining this to your daughter. So that's the <laughs> that's the letter I get from from the Mosky and Dadsky. So Monday morning macabre is now a family affair, and uh, I don't think I'll ever be looked at the same. But that's all right. My uncle Spence listens. <laughs> Hey, Uncle Spence, shout out to you. I'm All I'm saying is you got to get those local stories to scones because I know you got a guy you got to get firsthand account from before you can tell us. Word's so out. You get, you get to work, Uncle Spence. Word is out, dude. I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell what you told your parents. I'm going to tell my boss, my rabbi, my priest, my local board of selectmen. My select board of local men. Oh, great guy. Local guy. <laughs> oh, support local, support local in this this day and age. Anyway, guys, you're here for some scary, spooky stories. Ooh. Uh, and I'm here to provide those because this week I am the macabarista. Ooh, dish them out. Make it rain. The tent is in my hands. <gasps> and uh, scones. And it's time to go camping, baby. It's You're not, you're kind of close, not really close, but it's time to go camp <laughs> the tents in my hand and it's time to go camping there it is last <laughs> that's my epit that's gonna be my epitaph uh, <laughs> stones today we're going to be talking about a couple lesser known cryptids <gasps> pew, pew, pew. let's see noe cryptids let's see locky nessie monsties uh, <laughs> no we're not talking about loch ness monster or ogopogo <gasps> for you canadians wait is that really what they call it yeah, they have their own like Loch Ness monster called Ogopogo. I know that because I was researching this and I came across Ogopogo. God, I fucking I like, love Canadians so much. It was either going to be these two that I'm talking about today, or I was going to talk about Ogopogo and Ahul. But uh, I like these two better. Did you just say Guardians of Gahul? Yeah, Guardians of Gahul. Uh, owls, Guardians of Gahul. Guys, we're making another Sling and Dingers podcast where we watch a minute of that. Of oh yeah, each, uh, yeah. We're it's a don't worry about it. <laughs> you guys don't need to know. Don't, <laughs> don't want to spoil too much good stuff. Yeah, I don't want to give away the secret sauce because it's, it's, it's good. Just, <laughs> it's good. Just brush up on your owls of Gahul knowledge, guys, and meet meet us back here in a month. <laughs> Go get your parents' approval and meet us back here. That's going to be funny to no one. <laughs> no, I know, but it's funny to me, so I'm keeping it. Scones, this podcast is 90% for me and you as yeah. posterity for when, we're, when, we're, when we go missing. Good luck explaining to your daughter, Guardians you, of daughter. <laughs> Dude, I won't have to explain it because she's going to be the ghostwriter of the sequels. Uh, anyway, today we're going to be talking about Louisiana's werewolf, the Rouge Roux, as well as the... Prince George's County Goatman. Oh my god, that's it. Band, play us the fuck in.
and let's get to it. Scones. Dude, hit me with that loop guru. This has... All right. The Rougerou. The RuPaul's Drag Jeru is... I'd watch that. I'd watch sure. the shit out of... Yeah, especially when you find out what he is. Um, Not RuPaul, the, the Rougerou. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was like, guys, I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> um, so the Rougerou... And Scones, this has a major connection to our times in college that I think you're going to appreciate. <laughs> The Rougerou used to fucking rip beers, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He used to rip beers out of Frisbees, dude. No, you, it'll make sense in a, in, in a hot minute. So, I'm reading from Pelican State of Mind. That's amazing. It's an article on the history of the Rougerou, Louisiana's werewolf. I want that to be my epitaph, is he had a Pelican State of Mind. It's when you're chilling on the beach with a giant fish in your, like, in your mouth, but you're <laughs> not chewing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, his eyes are just poking out your mouth hole, like looking around. Uh, I've had a few Pelican state of minds in my day. So speaking of college, <laughs> the full moon hangs high over the Louisiana swampland. The bright lights of the stars flicker in the murky licks of waves near the towering ominous cypress trees. Frogs croak their songs in the distance and mosquitoes buzz as they fly around looking for their next meal. Creedence Clearwater Revival is playing in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. There's a howl in the distance. It sounds like a wolf, but something's a little off. Standing on two legs on top of a fallen, moss-covered tree is a large, snarling beast. It throws its head back, letting out a blood-curling howl to the moon. That's no werewolf. That's my wife. No, that's no <laughs> werewolf, though. That's what we in Louisiana call the Rougerou. You're right. This does sound a lot like college. Yep. All those moss-covered down- trees. <laughs> When traveling down, a lot of you don't know this, but me and Scones are actually just two banjo-playing frogs that sit on a log, <laughs> and we live in a swamp. I would love that so that's much. Can- <laughs> that's canon. If I could major in that, <laughs> I would have. <laughs> when traveling down the interstate or the back roads in Louisiana, you'll see lots of beautiful scenery. Remnants of history freckle the map, whether it's old and potentially haunted buildings, abandoned theme parks, or even museums with some very strange collections. Back in the thick, fog-covered swamplands is where you'll find the true beauty of Louisiana and perhaps even a monster or two, including the legendary beast called the Rougerou. The history of the Rougerou is centuries old and has many different origins, but the earliest mention of the infamous mythical Louisiana werewolf comes from medieval France. Now, Scones, I'm going to make the connection that I was referring to previously. Do it. Do you remember watching a movie in college entitled Wolf Cop? <laughs> and if you remember us watching said film do you remember the name of the main titular wolf cop oh is it something larue it's lou Giroux. that's it yeah i do remember that now yeah wolf cop's amazing (laughs) i recommend it to anyone highly recommend it it's one of those movies that's bad but in a good way because def we at monday morning macabre have definitely tried to watch movies that are bad in a not good way and yeah it's it knows it knows what it is and it it does its job but the main character is a werewolf named lou jeru which is greatly inspired obviously by the rue jeru fun fact and that's those i love louisiana so much but yeah that is amazing (laughs) the good old so medieval france and the legend of the lou jeru Back in the day, okay, and okay, I, let me rephrase that. Medieval France and the legend of the Loup Giroux. Back in the day of armor, swords, and jousting, there was a lot more to fear than the plague of and witches. Beasts called Loup Giroux 
which means werewolf in French, were also infamous throughout the country. Back in the 16th century, they'd regularly blame various crimes on loup Jarus. Apparently that was a thing they did back then. Did your house get ransacked during the night? Loop Jeru. <laughs> Did a child disappear from the village without a trace? Definitely a Loop Jeru. <laughs> I like this author a lot. Uh, Definitely. Shout out, shout out Frank Kerner. Shout out to Frank Kerner for this article. Forget to pay your taxes? Loop Jeru. Loop Jeru. <laughs> Personally, I never heard about something terrible and say, yep, that's definitely the work of a werewolf. Case closed. This was one interesting problem that I had to deal with centuries ago. Makes the morning commute not seem so bad, right? Sure doesn't. The villagers would capture people they believed to be loop Jerus and then hold a public trial. Usually they'd find someone in the woods or someone in the village who was just, quote, acting strange. The court would ask the public if they believed to be a, if they believed the accused to be a loop Jeru, and usually the public agreed. And then parenthetically it says, mainly for the fear that they'd be outed as a witch or a loop Jeru themselves. So it's basically the witch trials, but werewolf version. Dude, that's fucked up. Imagine just like you're out there in the field ripping apart a sheep with your bare teeth and people think that and you're someone's a like, werewolf. You're a werewolf, yeah. And you're like, no, I just have chest hair. Sorry that I'm an adult. I just need protein, my dude. <laughs> loop Jeru is actually what they call werewolves in a certain campaign of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that is a fact that no one cares about, but I had to spit it out. Scones has been chomping at the bit to get that out. There was also a story that was told to kids that if they didn't know what their parents asked, a loop Jeru would come and steal them away in the middle of the night. When many of the French migrated to Canada and the southern United States, they took the legend of the loop Jeru with them. Since the migration, many of the legends began to change to match times and dialect. Since Cajun dialect is a mix of French and English, and well known for changing words completely to roll off the tongue easier, the name of the beast changed from Loup Jeru to Rougerou. In the swamps within the greater New Orleans area and the Acadiana is where the beast has come to live. He might even be neighbors with the Honey Island Swamp Monster, which is Louisiana's Bigfoot of the Swamp. Honey Island, baby. Honey Island. I like that name. Honey Island. It sounds nice. Oh, it sounds beautiful this time of year. <laughs> it's me, Chris Matthews. <laughs> We're talking about hardball on Honey Island. <laughs> Cajun legend says that the beast down Catholics who don't follow the rules of Lent, which is similar to the telling of the old French stories. Another telling of the story says that the Rougerou is under a 101-day curse. Unless the affected person can transfer the curse to another human being, their curse usually comes from a local witch, sometimes a voodoo priestess. So, I don't know if you remember 101 Good Deeds with Eddie McDowd? I remember 101 Dalmatians. Well, this was a, an old 1990s Disney Channel TV show where a hobo turned a kid into a dog because he was being an asshole. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, it's a true story. I remember it, I remember it clear as day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is said that you can protect yourself against the Rougerou by laying 13 small objects by your doors. Apparently, when a person changes into the Rougerou, they forget how to count past 12. <laughs> Dude, life I don't, sucks <laughs> for them. Yeah. Um, I'm counting past 12 all the time, and it's great. I can't even imagine. I love the, the Rougerou will see the 13 objects, try to count them, and be unable to count them all. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just die? This will perplex it and will keep recounting until the sun comes up and it must flee. That's a heck of a... This is the easiest monster to beat ever. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, nothing better than getting beaten with basic arithmetic. <laughs> Just carry around 13 beans in your pocket and you're <laughs> fucking golden. Despite the fact that it was originally a legend, there still claim to be sightings of the Rougerou to this day, though it has died off a bit in the past decade. The beast is also a hit in pop culture here in Louisiana. There's an annual Rougerou festival in Huamaya every year. Huama every year 
and the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans has a Rouge Roo exhibit, which ex- which includes a statue of the creature in all its swampy glory. That's sick. Yeah. New Orleans Pelicans had originally thought about changing their names from the Hornets to the Rougerous. That would be. Oh, they fucking blew it. Granted, I do like the name it. Pelicans, but the Rougerous, like having the a Rougerous. werewolf team would have been sick. Yep. So we can go to the Mothman Festival. We can go to the Rougerou Festival. I we love do a whole cryptid. how many of these towns and cities are willing to spend taxpaying dollars on statues of mythical creatures. <laughs> it's honestly a dream come true for me in this podcast. So that's that's the Rougerou. We got a Louisiana werewolf who has a problem counting, <laughs> which is still one of the best like legends, yeah. ways to solve a problem or destroy a mythical beast. Is that like... I, 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 what is that based in? Like, what kind of lore or, no like, idea. logic? I appreciate the classic werewolf where, like, you have to shoot it with a silver bullet, and then someone's like, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Mine, you have to count to 13. Like, yeah, like, I get, like, the silver being, like, pure, and it hurts monsters, but, like... Yeah, but, yeah, I Just don't, I, basic arithmetic defeating monsters is pretty wild. I feel bad for individuals 1 through 12 who are like, I think if we put the beans out, it'll work. <laughs> they got got... <laughs> But number 13 was like, oh boy. Thank God. <laughs> I knew it. Did you, a side, side question. Yeah. You, or also you, the listener, did anyone else learn how to like count like very early anyone on? know how to count past 12? <laughs> or, Asking for a friend. <laughs> um, no, did anyone else like when you're very young in school learn like math in addition subtraction using dried kidney beans in a big, yes. in a big white yes. like, bin? <laughs> This is a weird, very specific memory that I have. Yeah. I that, don't know that's why. That's why I said beans when I was talking yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Why did we use beans? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. That might be a better episode. Getting to the bottom the of, the of the bean dried counting. beans. Is that why it's called bean counting? Is that a, is that a thing? That sounds like a bad thing. Are you no, allowed, I are allowed like, to say that? <laughs> I feel like, like bean counters are like things. What are they? I don't know. Are they werewolves? I don't know. I could be wrong, and I hope I'm not saying something horrible. Is that another like cryptid? <laughs> I got the Ahul, the Ogopogo, and the Bean Counter of New Jersey. <laughs> He's still in Eddie New Jersey. <laughs> Do you say any so, money? <laughs> yeah. Little River Band. Rest in peace. Uh, the Goatman of Prince George's County in Maryland. Here we go. Crab cakes, football, and Goatman. Oh, dude, you're kind of forgetting one of Maryland's greatest exports which is uh old what's bay. the old bay thank you which is what i call my wife in 80 years hey do you uh, think jenny's hey. gonna listen to this episode i don't think she's gonna live past 30 <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke jenny you have to live past 30 now or else i'm gonna look real sus yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say you're fucking public enemy number one. Oh no i'm joking this is joke um it's parody this is yeah. This is this is for humor. Uh, okay, there are so many variations in the story of the Prince George's County Goatman that it's nearly impossible to keep them straight. For some, he is but a lonely, angry goat herder who went berserk after finding his beloved goats dead to the teens' tamperings. <laughs> That's pretty much my life after I got out of college and got my first apartment. <laughs> <laughs> to others, he is in the same family as Bigfoot, a mythical beast that roams the earth. In perhaps the most bizarre telling of them all, the Goatman is the result of a goat of a ghastly experiment at the Beltsville Research Agricultural Center. Yes. The USDA facility has actually been forced to deny that one publicly. I love when myths or something bring in like yep. the US government experiments or like yep, a corporation yep, yep. and cover ups in the wood labs in the woods. God, it gets me going. 
God, it's great. If I'm if I'm ever writing a fiction podcast, that's the, the it's it's gonna be something like that. A hundred percent. It's got. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, gotta. It's gotta gotta be fresh. Gotta um, be fresh. The goat man terrorizes lovers, chases teens, and decapitates dogs. Wow, that last one, it really hates yeah. dogs. It's, it's kind of annoying to the other two groups you said, but... <laughs> I, think the, I think the idea is that uh, because dogs tend to eat goats, maybe, you know, maybe he has like a, a special hatred for them. I don't know. He's like just wolves. like, ooh, I'm going to get you teens. I'm going to get you couples. What the... Is that a fucking dog? <laughs> Somebody see a Pomeranian down this way? Just goes just a goat on two legs with an axe in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys see it? I was made at the USDA. The- <laughs> USDA told me a golden doodle was headed this way. <laughs> um. So he's made reported appearances all across the region. He has inspired fear and fascination for decades. But according to historian author. <laughs> What? Wait, no, the author, okay, the guy who wrote this article. If you tell me his uh, name's typo? Lou Guru, I'm going to lose my mind. No, no, he made a typo. He says, it should say, but according to historian and author Mark Opasnik, but what it says is, but according to historian, author, and Mark Opasnik. <laughs> three guys. <laughs> yeah, he put the and on the wrong spot, so it sounds like there's three different individuals. Yeah, it's and like- Mark Opasnik. Obsa- the foremost expert on the Maryland legend, there is a canonical Goatman's origin story, and it begins... On Fletcher Town Road in Bowie. The first media mention of the Goatman came on October 27th, 1971, in the Bowie based Prince George's County News. In the article, so this is like a thing that has been published, like this is archived. That's amazing. Writer Karen Hostler took a deep dive into the University of Maryland folklore archives. She mentions the Goatman along with the ghost in something called the Boa Man that also haunts the woods around Fletcher Town Road. Baba Bowie. Two, yeah, Baba Bowie indeed. Two weeks later, Hosler wrote another newspaper article with the headline, Residents Fear Goatman Lives, Dog Found Decapitated in Old Bowie. The article described the search of a family, the Edwards, for their missing puppy named Ginger. Days later, Ginger was found near Fletchtown Road, dead and headless. Bum, bum, bum. The article connected the deceased dog with the Goatman, saying that a group of teenage girls, including the Edwards' 16-year-old daughter, April, had heard strange noises and seen a large creature on the night the dog had disappeared. It also reported that sightings of a, quote, animal-like creature that walks on its hind legs were increasing along Fletchertown Road. On November 30th, the Goatman got its first introduction to a larger audience thanks to the Washington Post. We legit now, boys. (laughs) And Goyles. A legendary figure haunts remote Prince George's woods. Dude, the the Washington Post was wilding out in the 70s. It's like... <laughs> yeah, the 70s, they were just doing pe- peyote and talking about Goatman. Front page, Watergate. Second page, <laughs> Goatman ripping off dog heads. <laughs> Honestly, they need to get their, 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 their priorities straight on that one. Honestly, get me a subscription. Honestly, let me read an article without having to click through all these ads, baby. Okay, Ray Hayden, John Hayden, and Willie Gein, the Prince George's County Police, are also quoted in the in the piece saying, "Quote: The legend just gets passed down from generation to generation." Wait, and that they've been receiving Willie Gein, Willie, yeah, yeah, Bill Gein. What am I? Isn't he? Uh, oh no, you're thinking of Ed Gein. Okay, I was like, man, this story is just the- if Ed Gein <laughs> was involved, it was like, yo, just definitely a goat man, not me. I was like, Washington Post was, had to have been all over this. It's wild. Okay, that sorry, sweet. keep going. <laughs> 
Um, they say that the legend just gets passed on from generation to generation and that they've been receiving more recent calls about Goatman sightings. Obsassnik grew up mere miles from Bowie in Greenbelt and remembers very clearly the first time he heard the Goatman legend. He was in seventh grade in the backseat of his friend's older brother's car. He says, we would get rides, then we would act up in the back seat. They would tell us to shut the hell up or they'll dump us on Fletchertown Road and the Goatman will get us. He became enamored with the story. While attending Roosevelt High School, Obsasnik and his friends would go goat man hunting, which is just a really cool excuse to smoke weed, I assume. Yeah, me and my dad used to me and my dad used to go goat hunting every uh <laughs> every Labor Day weekend. Uh sorry kids, daddy got to go goat man hunting with the boys. Obsasnik and his friends would go goat man hunting. In fact, searching for the monster had become a local teen obsession. Obsasnik describes goat man parties on Fletchertown Road that sound like something out of dazed and confused. So I wasn't wrong. I was I nailed it. Halloween night, nineteen seventy nine, was one of the craziest nights of my life. Obsasnik says, <laughs> "That's all he says. <laughs> he does not continue the story." Honestly, dude, one of the craziest nights of my life. Thank you. And Goodbye. it was like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Now watch this drive. <laughs> Doctor Barry Pearson is a professor of folklore in the English department at the University of Maryland and was in charge of the aforementioned University of Maryland's folklore archives. Even today, he says. If I mention the goat man on the first day of class, all the locals know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pearson thinks the legend of the goat man was influenced by a car culture in the 60s and 70s, which gave teens the freedom to discover the world around them. <laughs> That's also a stretch of the imagination. This goat man ripping yeah, off dog like... heads. It's about teens <laughs> discovering themselves. <laughs> it's really just a journey of self-discovery for these post-pubescent children. Listen, we all went through it. <laughs> It might also be tied to what students were learning about Greek culture and the half-man, half-goat god Pan in school. Certainly the newspaper accounts helped, and goats are, you know, kind of freaky anyway. <laughs> what a good, what a weird thing to You write. know, kind of, fr- <laughs> not a freaky. Kind of freaky. <laughs> goats are kind of freaky. Not real freaking naughty. That's a dodgeball reference. <laughs> he, goes on to, he goes on to say... Quote, goats are known to be smelly and sometimes kind of charming, <laughs> which is like, this guy's into goats. I'm 100% positive. That guy's read by Tinder page, dude. Yeah, this guy's like, goats are freaky and smelly <laughs> and kind of charming. <laughs> You're like, what is this dude doing on his weekend? That's the scones promise, and your parents are listening, so here we are. <laughs> yep. But if you took a look at them closely, especially in their eyes, they were really scary in their own way, Pearson says. All right, thanks, Pearson. Oh, man. John Hayden told Obsasnik he and the others had seen an animal that night before. It was about six feet tall, walked on two feet, and was hairy. Hayden, that's a human being, my dude. (laughs) Hayden also (laughs) noted that it made a, quote, high-pitched sound like a squeal. Obsasnik was also able to speak with April Edwards, Ginger's owner, which was the puppy, remember? People came here and called it folklore, and the papers made us out to be ignorant hillbillies who didn't know any better, Edwards says. But what I saw was real, and I know I'm not crazy. Whatever it was, I believe it killed my dog. And was very charming. Wait, what? I wish he said that. He didn't, oh. he didn't say the charming part. <laughs> okay. I, I was I like, that, well, this dude's fucked. <laughs> Mark Obsasnik doesn't believe the goat man exists. April Edwards apparently does. Mark Obsasnik says, nah. He says, I can't believe in something until I see it with my own eyes. Mark, I think you're going to be on the wrong side of history here, dude. <laughs> he feels bad saying that because he genuinely believes the people he's talked to saw something. He says, I mean, anything is possible in this world. Maybe there is a half-man, half-animal creature out there. And that's the end of the Washingtonian.com article, The Goat Man, that still haunts Prince George's County.
I agree with him that it's kind of, I feel like a lot of people who say like have these stories of cryptids or UFOs or whatever, they definitely see something. Yeah, they see something or they're really drunk or high and see something. But yeah, there, there's some unexplained in occurrence that happens in their life that they will never have closure on, which is sad to think about. I wish I had a superpower where I could rewatch all of. Yeah, you could like d- like know all the world's mysteries. Or just even like see what they saw. Yeah. Dialov Pass, number one place I'm going, baby. I want that thing in Harry Potter where like like a Dumbledore takes like his memory and it looks like a like a snot wad out of his head and he just puts it into a pool oh, and yeah. dunks his head and he like watches all the saddest scenes. Yeah, that's such a Ravenclaw thing to say, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, you know it, baby. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but you know that there's listeners screaming at their radios and podcasts whatever they're listening on right now being like it's called the pensive or whatever was that it pensive did you just like low-key pull it out of your ass (laughs) pensive pensive is that it pensive world okay wizarding world a pensive is a wide and shallow dish made of metal or stone often elaborately decorated or inlaid with precious stones and carrying powerful and complex enchantments perceived dangers of the pensive relate to its power over memory or thought i nailed it it's the pensive i'm the best i like the way i describe it where you pull a memory snot out of your temple and then just dunk your head in a bird bath and you can see all the saddest shit you've ever seen (laughs) you just listen to morrissey on repeat for a few hours and (laughs) i feel like that's that's literally like me every night as i I use a pensive when i think of all the cringiest (laughs) shit i've ever done yeah as you just stare at your ceiling in bed yeah That's that's the move i'm like wow clear as day that memory (laughs) (laughs) can't remember my daughter's first smile but boy oh boy (laughs) that time i accidentally called my kindergarten teacher mom it's there in front of my head (laughs) yeah that's a that's maybe the most macabre subject we've talked about today scones's memories (laughs) (laughs) but those are the two cryptids for your monday guys um i like it crypt daddies i've never really heard of if you're, yeah, some Crypt Daddies, some Crypt Mommies out there looking for some Crypt Babies, and we, we, we're bringing them to you, so I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Patreon members, non-Patreon members, everybody supporting the show, we appreciate it. Uh, make sure to spread the good word of the macabre. Make sure to uh, tell tell your friends. Go knock on some doors uh, virtually because it's COVID. And follow us on our socials, MM Macabre Pod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for... Links to our merch, Patreon, episodes, uh, my f- my social security numbers hidden in the source code. <laughs> Go find it. <laughs> Good uh, luck. <laughs> Good luck. I have obfuscated it. Dude, we should make, we should bury treasure and lay out. I was going to say, we should do like, an, we should do like a, a real treasure. augmented, not augmented reality, but like, yeah, uh, that would be kind of sick if we like hid some treasure somewhere and then put a map out. Dude, Patreon listeners, <laughs> keep an eye out. <laughs> that's that's by not by any stretch of the imagination of promise <laughs> no it isn't guys thank you for for tuning in catch us next time where scones tells us about his deepest saddest memories and as always keep keep up with guardians of Gahool. <laughs> and have a good monday have a good monday bye